Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hello and welcome to Game of Thrones Off Season. Tonight we're discussing the psychology of Game of Thrones with Dr. Haig Gunjian. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yes. I never get we're tired back. of the song. I love, love this being here. Tonight we're discussing Game of Thrones and the psychology of all the characters. And we have a doctor in studio. Before I get to him, I'm your host, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. I also have Ryan Malady with me. Hello, everybody. I'm Ryan Malady. Happy to be here. We got some fun news and, and a really cool guest. Looking forward to it. And I'm Dave Child, and I'm also here. <laughs> <laughs> And as I promised, we have a doctor in studio. Is there a doctor in the house? (laughs) He graduated from Tulane Medical School and received his psychiatry training at UCLA. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. So, are you a psychiatrist or a psychologist? I'm a psychiatrist. And what is the big difference there? I'm a, I'm a drug dealer. (laughs) So, psychiatrist. Legal drug dealer. We're uh, so psychiatrists. Deal drugs and <laughs> psychologists drugs. don't. All right, I'm That's gonna the go biggest, ahead yeah, yeah. and interrupt I just am curious. that. I'm just curious. If you guys have a question for Dr. Hyde Gunjan, yeah. you can call in at 424-256-1633. Again, that's 424-256-1633. We take UPMC, we take Blue Cross Blue Shield, Kaiser, you know, I'm, and, and, and tacos. just kisses from mothers. Kisses, yes. from kisses mothers. on boo boos. I'm from just mothers. kidding, guys. It's free to call. Give us a ring. Also, um, I'm on the chat, so awesome. feel free to chat on uh, on the live stream if you're happen to be listening right now live. Oh. So before we get into the psychology of Game of Thrones, we're going to talk about news. TV news. This is what's happening in the Game of Thrones world. Tell us, if you tell haven't us. been watching for a while. What's so some fan favorite characters have been seen in production fighting on the same side. Uh-oh. Can you guys guess who it is? is I mean, we, we saw them last season. John and Daenerys? No. <laughs> I mean, clear. I would guess that's also happening. Is but it is it is it um uh a Lannister and a Lannister? No, but you're close. So it's Brienne and Jamie have been the same seen side. during production fighting on the same side. I was hoping it was hot pie. <laughs> I want a hot pie to come back, take his hot pies, go after those whites. I wasn't Listen, expecting that at all. He might be there too. You might be there. But I'm excited about this because we thought that Jamie was going to desert Cersei. Finally, it seems like he did, at least for a period of time. I hope so. I still don't know how I feel about that. I'm happy about it. I know most people are, but I don't go with the grain a lot of times. I, I liked seeing Jamie fight for the for the baddies, you know? I don't know. Something about having a character that you can like really root for, even though he's doing the wrong thing, it's conflicting, and I love it. Right. <laughs> Come okay. on! All right, anyway. Do you have for us, right? Well, speaking of uh, people witnessing things happening on set, there was uh, just, a, just a few days ago, there was released some set images were leaked. Ooh. From onset filming Game of Thrones, there was a big um, <clears throat> green screen 
production set that was, uh, it looked like it had to do with a White Walker army. Mm-hmm. And you had the Night King there. And mm-hmm. you had what seemed to be a Dothraki horde as whites. Mm-hmm. And that leads us to believe that the army doesn't do so great when they're mm-hmm. traveling north to, to yeah. go well, against the Night King. They're mostly wearing loincloths, so it's kind of <laughs> it's gonna be cold. Yeah, they didn't really... That's going to take most of them. They're just going to be like, mm, it's chilly. Yeah, how do horses do in the snow anyway, you know? They uh, die and then the whites start like, riding right. Have them. you ever played that's Oregon right. Trail? Come on! <laughs> I, you have died of dysentery. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so behind the scenes we're looking at um, possible conflict between that Dothraki horde that's heading north mm. and, uh, you know, maybe the Night King gets a little stronger. And uh, can can use one more thing besides the Viserion, the dragon that he took down. Yeah, and, and brought back up. The, the Thraki are really good at riding horses, and they could be dead horses. That's and not. So yeah, that's not gonna yeah, do, hold do your skills directly translate after death? You know. Yeah, I think so. Like they if you're if you're horses. if you're a really good fighter in life, and you come back as a white, does that mean you're a really good white walker? The fighter? dragon is still dragony. He's yeah. certainly still doing dragon skills. Still killing it at being a dragon. You're he's right. He's not just being a normal lizard. No, no. he's flying. Dang, he's what blowing do you stuff got up. For us, Speaking of leaks, yay! Oh boy, Juicy. so this is interesting. Uh, the U.S. has formally shank- sanctioned the hacker who leaked Game of Thrones information last year. Ah, yes. I don't know if you guys remember this, but last year um, HBO was actually held up to ransom. Because uh, there was a hacker who claimed he had leaked episodes and also pictures, emails, as well as people's contact info. Wow. And he tried to ransom HBO for $6 million in Bitcoin. <laughs> and of course, of course. his... His username was Littlefinger66. Yes. Because he's still a fan at heart. He's still a fan. He just wants to rob the show yeah. and steal from the rest of us. He's also... Uh, he's wow, also... So uh, he also hacked on behalf of the Iranian government. He used to hack for the Iranian government. And he did this on the behest of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. Uh-huh. So... Hmm. Wow. So you're moving on up from, yeah. the, from the Iranian government to uh, to HBO. I mean, that's a huge leap. Yeah. You know? Well, it's, it also just means they didn't go after just someone's 12-year-old son who's in grandma's basement hacking HBO. Right. Which is what I assume most hackers yeah. are. Yeah. My and question is, you know, we asked for $6 million in Bitcoin last year, and HBO's held out this long. Right. Now, now, what is it? Is it like four bucks? Well, now they know who the guy is. Yeah. Well, okay. So his name they know is Bazad Masri. Masri. I'm saying it wrong because I'm a horrible American. But <laughs> he's, <laughs> but he's. Uh, they're sanctioning him. They're going after him. So yeah, you don't mess with oh. our celebrities over here. You don't here. mess. You don't I mean, mess obviously, with, mm-hmm. don't get involved in the Game of Thrones world. No, don't you're gonna me. you're gonna lose. Haven't you ever watched the show? Right. Seriously. You you start threatening people, you die. So what and, happens? And he also did leak people's like phone numbers and and addresses and stuff. So I he think did... uh, he worked for Cambridge Analytica. Likely. I'd believe it. All right, that's enough of news for me personally. I want to throw <laughs> a game at you guys. Oh, yeah, oh, game game time. Game night. Let's oh, do all it. All right. So we're bringing the doctor into this game. Are you okay. ready, Doc? I'm ready. All right, so it's the diagnosis game. I'm going to say a diagnosis, and I'm going to give some options, and you guys are going to pick the character and defend it of why you think that character has that diagnosis. Deal. Oh, okay. What do I do? 
You help us okay. decide the right now, answer. I, I, I because we're we, going to probably be wrong. We might have forgot to ask, have you seen Game of Thrones? <laughs> uh, I've seen every episode and maybe like three seasons twice. Just to Great. So yes. so yes. So That's yes. That's a yes. I want to say, though, as a doctor, these are his personal opinions as yes. a doctor. And if you don't live in Westeros, don't apply these to your life. Yes. Yeah. Just throwing well, I mean, that out there. I have some meaningful things to say. Okay, listen. <laughs> just not medically licensed right. meaningful things to say. Yeah. Just don't come back at us yeah. if this doesn't work But what for I was you. saying, what works for a brand does not necessarily work <laughs> for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Same advice may not mm-hmm. apply. Yeah. Okay, yes. first, diagnosis. Okay, sexual sadism disorder, mm-hmm. sadistic personality disorder. Mm. Focus on the sexual sadism disorder. Got it already, I know. First option. Ramsey Bolton. Done. Second yeah. option, yeah. Joffrey Baratheon. No. Third option, Melisandre. It's got to be, it's the sadism, the sexual sadism yeah. makes yes. it Ramsey. If yeah. it was just plain old run everyday sadism, yeah. then it would maybe be Joffrey. Yeah, but. Joffrey wasn't interested in sex at mm-hmm. all. I mean, Ramsey gets like a tremendous pleasure out of harming others. Doc, what do you think? Um, well, I think you guys' instincts serve you correct. I think that um, it would be Ramsey you know, I think sadism automatically, you don't even need to put the sexual part. It's a sexual thing. Is it? It is. <laughs> is sadism always sexual? No, it's pleasure. But, you know, certain psychologies, like Freud would say every pleasure is sex. So that's to be debated. But Freud uh, thinks everything Freud is sex. Freud thinks everything is sex. Yeah. He's not the only one. No. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yes, I think Ramsey Bolton because his just general lack of remorse from others suffering. Okay. Second disorder. Antisocial personality disorder. Okay. Number one, Bran. Number mm. two, Cersei. Mm. Number three, the Hound. Ooh. Oh. Antisocial personality what disorder. Do we think? Well, See, well, it also depends on like because uh, the three-eyed raven Bran. <laughs> he's a lot Post- more emo than the than the not than the yeah. no-eyed raven <laughs> Bran. But. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the hound. I think the hound doesn't like to be around anyone, and he's very antisocial. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I think Cersei doesn't have an antisocial disorder. She just doesn't like people. And that's just she, she wants to be in disagree. control of people. I disagree. I think it's Cersei is my choice because she does a lot of things that are antisocial, and that you know she does it to basically like gain power. But right. she, I mean, who's her friend? Who does she hang out with? At least the hound like hangs out with Arya. Her and family. He, uh, hang out with that uh, that band, the Kyber. Misfits, and the church group. I mean, he had a bunch of friends. But Cersei. She hangs out with her brother a lot. Is <laughs> oh. <laughs> like antisocial, does that mean, what does that mean? Yeah, so uh, I think in like common language, antisocial guys like associate it with someone that doesn't like to socialize with people, right? Doesn't like someone that stays to themselves, but not, you know, not psychiatrically or psychologically. Antisocial would be someone that has basically like a pervasive disregard for right and wrong, for the feelings and well-being of others. So it would right. be... In this case, it would be Cersei. Oh. Singing names. Yeah, I mean, okay. okay. All right. So it's not just a lonely... Because I just thought he was like, I just want to go home and read. Because that's that's the hound. Right, <laughs> right, right. Or, yeah, right. I don't know what it is. I want to eat a chicken. Eat what you eat. Yeah. Go, to, go to bed. All right. Our last diagnosis, post-traumatic stress disorder. Number one. Everyone in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Arya. <laughs> Number, no, she's taking choice it like a number two, the hound. 
Choice number three, Theon. Okay, this is interesting because I feel like oh. both Theon, I mean, Theon's obviously messed up. I'd love to hear your diagnosis. <laughs> Not Theon, but Reek. He's Reek. like split personality. Like, right. But but um, what was the second choice? Um, Arya, the Hound, and the Theon. Hound. Well, see, the Hound, he's all messed up. From the yeah. fire, fire, from mm-hmm. getting his face put in the fire. But mm-hmm. I think it's both. I think this is a. I think this is a trick answer because I think it's both Theon and the Hound. Yeah, PTSD for both of them because well, they they just suffer in different ways. But it's probably st- still the same disorder. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, the key is disorder. You know, is it like you could have trauma? Everyone, a lot of people have had trauma. Whether you have PTSD, I mean, you know, the Hound. He it's changed his behavior. He can't be around fire. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. he's afraid of it. Uh, Reek. At maybe at one point, Reek was the one we were talking about, right? Theon yeah. became yeah. Reek. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, he's at the end of the season. He's sort of not disordered. He's like overcoming. So does he have PTSD at the end? You know, I, I don't know. He's gotten, I mean, he has like Stockholm Syndrome. He had at least at one point where he was right. like kind of giving in and having an alliance with his oppressor, you know? And so he was sort of beat into submission uh, PTSD, I mean, you could say it, but it wouldn't really be 100% of qualifying what this guy's going through. You also have to remember Theon used his weaknesses to his benefit. He was like, please kick me in the balls because I have no more balls. Yeah, he oh, thought yeah. he deserved oh, yeah. it. Yeah. He felt yeah. so guilty. He thought he deserved the pain. But he also, that fight when balls. the guy right. kicks him in the balls and he's just like, ha ha, it's my superpower now. <laughs> <laughs> and he did that rope dope He could endure the pain because he's been through so much suffering. He got beat right. up and it didn't matter. You know, he's ready yeah. to go, But so. at the same time, isn't that also what uh, the Hound is doing? Because he's joined the Brotherhood. Right. And they're all about like worshiping fire yeah. and looking. He looked into yes. the fire. Yes, confronting their weaknesses. These are strong characters. Yeah, he's isn't that a considered a type of therapy? Fear therapy, you know, where you, uh, you you're afraid of spiders, so you get put yes, in a room full of spiders. Absolutely, and... it's a exposure therapy. Mm. You know, you get Ooh. you get like a doses of exposure to whatever it is that you fear, and over right. time you build a tolerance. It's you know, it's funny you say that because I'm I'm terrified of beautiful women. Oh, absolutely terrified. Yeah. And uh, and and of you know steak and eggs that too right so if we can get me in a room just filled with the, those things just to exposure therapy I need help women and steak and eggs uh, he just quite wants sound like a fear beautiful women covered in steak and eggs <laughs> this sounds like right. a dream That's, you had no last it's, night. it's terrifying <laughs> we we will do dream interpretations later Ryan. <laughs> Um, so I want Dr. Hyde to sort of discuss what we wanted to talk about in oh. regards to the characters and the supernatural element, because that's how they're different than us right. as humans. Right. Yes. I mean, if you'd like, when I was thinking about, which is a big topic, really, the psychology of Game of Thrones, I'm like, you know, to talk about human psychology is already hard enough, but, you know, to keep it practical, the difference between, I mean, it's the way I could see it. The Game of Thrones and our world is sort of their laws of physics are different. They have the supernatural existences phenomena that it really balances the power and relationships in certain ways. Uh, and there's imbalances in things. So certain people have certain powers that make them um, leaders and whatever. And it affects their relationships. It affects their psyche their emotions, their thoughts, and how they deal with things. Right. So I think it's a cool cool point to start with, su- their supernatural powers. Yeah. Cool. So let's talk about yeah. Arya's supernatural power first. It's obviously the fact that she's part of the Faceless Men, and she can change faces and then beat those characters. That one little thing that she does. <laughs> it's 
small little thing. Just a little thing that she, she likes to do. She, she inhabits the personalities and personas of other people and then and then kills people. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> she kills people. She kills people. She and kills. It's not psychologically damaging to take people's faces Listen, and they like, kill them. they deserved it. It doesn't Whether, kill anyone who didn't, did she? She enjoys it, though. So. She enjoys killing people who deserve it in her eyes, right? She makes the judgment. And she, she, you know, slits their throats and she gets pleasure out of killing yeah. people who, in her eyes, yeah. deserve to die. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yes, that's true. So, I mean, uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, would, I guess, yeah. No, so, um, for her, I mean, I think it's kind of interesting. I don't know if the, you know, creators thought about this, but she went through like a ton of trauma. She was abandoned. She was taken away from her family. And if you look at people that are, traumatizes your sort of psychological well-being or makeup will determine how do you how you cope with that and uh a lot of times people that have like split personality disorder um like what they call dissociative identity disorder there's a ton of trauma you know and so it's almost as if she has like they're like putting this like incarnate way of like this tangible form of split personality but she's overcoming she's not really split she's like mm. almost unifying the Starks by by utilizing this power. So right. she like what she did with Walter Frey. Like she what she did with yeah. Like basically, Frey. you know, reinforcing her. I mean, name. whether or not it's healthy, you know, I don't know. Is killing healthy? I mean, well, not know. just killing. Uh, she baked. She cut them up and baked them into a pie, <laughs> just so he could, just so she could enjoy that moment oh, of yeah. him eating his own oh, yeah. family. Oh, right. Yeah. That's not. That's not necessarily healthy mercenary vigilante justice. But is she it? got the power back for her family name. I know that's more important because the the Starks were tarnished after that, after what he did to them, and he right. killed all of them. And so the fact that she it's, went in there and she let everyone know, hey, the well, Starks did look this. Look like her. Okay archetype like her makeup from day one was warrior she was not supposed to be trained to be a warrior but she was one and became one that's how she like manifested herself so you know her power she seeks blood that's who she is you know and um i mean i'll say this Ari would never come to me for therapy because she didn't have any problems when, if you ask her. Right, right. right. You know, so she was she was having a great time. Um, yeah. You know whether or not that's good or bad, that's moral I, argument. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah. It might be more philosophy yeah. than psychology. But I was yeah. thinking about how like what you described. That's as we brought up sadism earlier. It sounded very sadistic, but at the same time, it's revenge. So is revenge inherently sadistic because it's taking pleasure out of pain again yeah i mean i would say so but i it's curious to see how she'll turn out because i don't like sadism someone that's like sadistic like that's all they want right right like she i think i hope at least the way i see it because i like her so much there's a greater good in her mm-hmm. mind you know and she has that list that yeah. she's working down right because she could easily like abuse that power and not even to kill she could use that power to, to gain wealth mm-hmm. uh or she, you know, she could have made herself the queen herself, and she didn't. You know, so she she has values. You know, um, the times are different then. Like mm-hmm. bloodshed's the times. Yeah, the times were different in this fantastic <laughs> not land. In yeah. Okay, let's move on to Cersei, who doesn't necessarily have a supernatural uh, element to herself, but she right. has Kyburn. She has well, who, who creates like. The science of their time, like the wildfire, like She's, the milk of the poppy, and the mountain. She also mountain. has a um, uh, prophecy a prophecy <clears throat> that she's living up to this entire mm-hmm. time, which is a very supernatural element. In a world mm-hmm. where prophecy can be true, she is told a prophecy, and she's fulfilling it. 
Hmm. So that's kind of this fate that she has to live up against, which is pretty yeah. negative. The prophecy yeah, it's is not mostly a helpful negative. supernatural. <laughs> no, that's, that's got to be tough to be told at a, at a young age that you're going to all your kids are going to die. At and the same time, she was told she was going to be queen, so she kind of had that. Yeah, but she wanted positive her. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but could you imagine being told your future and then it starts coming true? Like that's got to be. That's got to be. Something's got to be going on psychologically, for, you know. Oh, for I won't even do those genetic things, those genetic testing things. Yeah, I really want to do it. Let me live and bless. One time, a friend of mine in high school said, "You know what the last song you'll hear before you die is?" And then he said, "It's Mac the Knife." And then he walked away. And now I can never hear Mac the Knife all the way through. I have to like turn to another song. That's a terrible. Wait, wait, how's that song go? I'm not gonna sing Mac the Knife. I love that song actually. It's a great song. How's it go? I can't wait till one it's day so I'm good. old and decrepit and I'm laying in my bed and I'm like, please, play Mac the Knife. That would be great. Such a good song. But well, until then, I'll hear another song. Well, obviously, I want to get back to Cersei <laughs> okay, right. and the fact that die. she's reliant on humans, like the Golden Company that she's just purchased. Like, she right. doesn't have, like, a supernatural power to rely on, you know? And she, as we discussed... Um, would rather be hated than loved. Yes. I mean, I think so. I don't know if people uh, Feared. I also feared. like... Rather be feared, feared than I guess loved. So. Feared. Bringing up Cersei also, I gotta ask what's the psychology behind falling in love with your twin brother? <laughs> Asking the real questions here. Uh, you know, uh, that's a good question. I think a lot of that is... I think a lot of that is, Putting first of all, cultural. Spot. You know, I mean, uh-huh. there's still cultures today where... You know what we would define as incest happened, and I don't think that that's necessarily like pathological. I don't think that's, it's not something I would touch upon too much. I think there's other things within the Lannisters, within their value system, which you know could lead to problems, right? Um, bigger problems than just the fact that I mean, you know, usually I don't know. I don't it's know. also like a response to abuse, right? Right, because they right. had they were pretty. They had a terrible father, and growing up, they kind of had some form of uh, emotional and sometimes physical abuse, and that's and then why. Her husband. Yeah, and so they kind of right. Oh, they, they had bond. Each other. They bond. Right. Yeah. I was actually thinking that, but then I'm like, I don't know. You know, some people might find offense to that because I'm not saying that's the way to go. Right. So I mean, you know, you wonder if. Actually, I was thinking about this. You wonder were they were they abused when they were younger? Um, the funny thing about the Lannisters is, you know. Cersei is particularly the worst one. The other, the two brothers have pretty good hearts. You know, yeah. their dad was tough with them. You know, we don't know. I don't. I can't recall much about the mom. We know she wasn't we, around for. I think we know Tyrion was. Yeah. I think we can fairly right, right. say he was abused. <laughs> right. Because Tyrion had to. For one, his first girlfriend. <laughs> that he loved was turned into uh, a prostitute in front of his eyes, forced into prostitution in front of his eyes. Right. And then had a relationship with his father. <laughs> yeah. And also the father. And this was even before Shay. This was like, yeah. this was the uh, way back when. Are you talking about <clears throat> when he lost his virginity? Yeah. And also oh. his like. She was already a. a no, she wasn't. Yeah, she That's was. what he found out. He found out that she, that she never was, was a prostitute. Oh. That she was forced into prostitution only because she slept with Tyrion. Wow. Because Tywin is 
screwed up. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought- Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors, and today Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline, wherever they are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. Jamie paid her to have sex with him. That was the whole point. Because he... No, in the... Oh, well... I don't know. In the if, books. In the books. Different. Okay. Maybe it's in the books. Maybe I'm, uh, I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, that's books. So I have something I really want to bring up. I want to bring up whether or not you guys think that Cersei is actually pregnant and what kind of disorder that could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what do you mm-hmm. think, Dr. Hyde? Uh, so it's, I mean, she could just be delusional if you're, according to your theory, or she could be pregnant. Or um, there's a diagnosis called uh, pseudosiasis, which mm-hmm. is whatever long word but basically it's not just that you believe that you're pregnant because there's a point where she like kind of like gasps and Tyrion like kind of infers that she's um, pregnant because you can actually in pseudosciences actually have the objective signs of being pregnant abdominal abdominal distension you know uh mm. the stopping of your uh, period and all that stuff the actual physical signs of it and it's not true and usually there there's you know your the power of the mind it can right uh influence your hormonal system and sort of emulate the um the pregnancy so is she i mean so i mean the lannisters one thing you could say is that there's a learned behavior that's passed down to all of them that is you know it's all it's about money the lannister always Mm. pays his debts it's always about might if i can't i can force my way into any situation and buy myself into any situation and she's very much taken on that philosophy and because of that she's abandoned her all the people that have loved her at one point. And right. so has she created this delusion in herself that the one person I'm, I'm going to make somebody that's going to love me. And is it real? That's why it's possible. She had, yeah. I'm sorry. That's why she maybe had that connection to her kids this entire time. Even oh. Joffrey who was a monster. She was still like, he's mine. Yeah. So ride or die. We love each other. Is it possible that this <laughs> co- could coincide with menopause? Like you think that she's, she went through menopause, stopped having her period. And maybe that's, she's convincing herself. That's be that it's because she's pregnant. I think she's seeing that the world is falling crumbling against her. I think she'd be a great white walker. <laughs> That's what I think. The night, I think she'd be the night queen. Uh, yeah. like okay. It. I want to play another game. Time out from discussion. Ooh. Game time. Because you know what? I love games. <laughs> games are great. Okay. I don't play games. So during and eggs. this game, <laughs> so we're going to basically do one-minute therapy, therapy sessions with a few characters from Game of Thrones. So That's how it works. We're therapy it. only needs to be one minute long, right? That's yes. all you need. Yes. All you Just need. making it quick. So I'm going to give a chief complaint and talk about my background as one of the characters to Dr. Haig, and he's going to give me some suggestions or ask me some questions. Okay. So, for my character, my chief complaint is that, you know, I'm angry and I want revenge. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, what's been going on? What's, uh, what's, what's, uh... <laughs> what's how, troubling how, me? Yeah, what's been troubling you? How long have you been angry for? Um, pretty much as far back as I can remember. I've been very angry. I watched my sister's fiancé kill my father. 
I was kidnapped by a man with a mutilated face. And don't take this the wrong way, but um, sometimes I kill people and I wear their faces. <laughs> How's that working for you? You like that? <laughs> Could it be? I mean, it feels really good. It feels like I'm finally getting justice, you know? Oh, good. <laughs> um, so uh, what do you want from me? It sounds like you got your <laughs> angle problem under control. <laughs> I, I mean, do you feel like my coping skills are healthy? I mean, uh, I, I feel like I'm doing well for myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, <laughs> where where's your family in all this? Oh, they're scattered, but I've just reunited with some of them. Okay, good. On our, uh, some of them are dead. Most of them are dead. The few of them are still alive. I didn't kill them. <laughs> you don't appear particularly angry right now. No. No, never. No. Never really do I appear angry. Well, I think you're coping quite well, uh, given all your trauma and... Um, it's like, do I guess? Continue, keep wearing I, faces? Yeah, I yeah, mean, you, do you want to guess who I am? <laughs> <laughs> In case it's not obvious. I, I think that's a good, a good question. Do you do you want to see changes in your life? Yeah. I, I like the way things are going. Okay. If anything, I just want to finish my list. I didn't mention this, but I sing a little song I think to she's myself. she's just here to kill you. It's uh, a kill. I have a kill list. Hmm, hmm. Um, uh, I don't think that's a healthy thing. Uh, <laughs> No. But your minute is up. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. My name was Arya, by the way. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, Ryan, I, I don't go know ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. So, Doc, um, I'm in love with a woman who doesn't love me back. And um, also, I'm in love with her daughter, hmm. too. And they and I don't think she loves me back either. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could win her over. I mean, her mom's like long gone, and it bums me out. But I think I can get her daughter on board. Uh, two questions. Also, uh, what I really want more than anything is is everything. Interesting. Those are those are tough problems to have. Uh, yeah, a healthy problem. I think those are those are pretty uh, big problems. I want the world. Uh, but you you know you have a healthy uh, ego. Good. May I ask, uh, what is it that you're uh, drawing over there? Oh, what am I drawing yes. over here? Oh, I just, I don't know. I was doodling. I wasn't even really thinking about it. But uh, oh. <laughs> Let's see. Is that you with steak yeah. and eggs? That's <laughs> a throne of steak and eggs? That's, uh, I, I don't know if you can see, but that's me uh-huh. yeah. um, and my ladies, mom, oh, and, mom and daughter. So it's really, it it's really me, is on your mind. It's me on the Iron Throne. That's what I want. I see. Um, I see. And <laughs> I, I'm really, I'm a simple guy. I just want <clears throat> everything. Yeah, I want the world. So let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Who do you love more, these two girls, women, or yourself? Ooh. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I'd say probably. At this point, I love myself more. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I do. But you know, uh, there was a point where I loved uh, this woman more than myself, and it almost got me killed. And uh, now did that I can't know? have her. Did you know? You said did almost, you? almost, almost. I did. Big, big I almost got cut almost. in half. But like by this, by the stronger guy. I'm a little guy. Ah, little. I got, I got little <laughs> appendages. Call him little digits. Uh, <laughs> little digits. What should he do? Yo, my, that's my rapper name, Little Digits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your diagnosis is uh, narcissistic personality disorder, <laughs> and good. the uh, treatment is a lot of therapy. I like that. All that right. sounds good for me, okay, and well, that's good. Yeah. 
See you next week. <laughs> All right, Doc. <laughs> I love being narcissistic. <laughs> yes, me. Uh, by the way, um, I am Littlefinger. Oh. Yes. Wow. That's so crazy. All right, Mr. Dave Chad, what do okay. you got for us? I got, I got a big drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> I got a big drinking problem, and <laughs> you know, it's helped me through a lot of hard times. Ah. A lot of hard. Uh, Tiny box times, mm-hmm. but tiny right box. now I'm um, I have a lot of responsibility. I'm a little conflicted about some choices. I feel like I'm gonna have to make coming up, but uh, I I just uh, I don't know. Uh, so uh, why don't you tell me how, what kind of decisions? How is this drinking impacting that? What are you, what's going on here? Well, right now uh, I, I'm keeping it mostly under control, but uh, I do love the wine. And it's always there. Yeah. And right now, my um, my uh, boss is having sex with uh, my buddy, <laughs> and we used to serve together way back when. But now he's now they're having sex, and I'm just like I'm starting to think they might be cousins. Ooh. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I should say something or not. And right now, I'm just kind of like we're stuck on this boat, and I'm like. Should I say something? But I don't know. That's a lot of tension in the uh, workplace, man. Sounds like it's a little bit. Are you a little jealous of your, uh, of your? <laughs> I mean, yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's real cool and mopey, yeah. and he seems to do the brooding <laughs> thing really well. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I tried to brood, but it's mostly just drinking. And <laughs> people think I'm funny and smart, mm. so I got that going for me. And mm-hmm. he's he's not really funny or. Or smart. <laughs> it seems like every decision he makes is terrible. But people like him. And he keeps... he He's good at the brood. Interesting. You know, I think it's good to find your own uh, path in life. Mm-hmm. What, what, what happened to the rest of your family? I don't talk to them anymore. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're pretty... They're kind of... We had a big riff. Um, yes. Because I killed my dad. Ah. So... Oh. That'll do it. Were you kind of did at it? the time? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I was pretty sober at the time. <laughs> and then I started drinking and a lot. Drinking a lot. Yeah. That was the best bender. It was just... I think you might have more than a drinking problem. Uh-huh. Mm. I'm also very short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I don't mind it, but other people do. Shorter than me, which is mm. awesome. Yeah. We always got along. Doc, what can we do for him? What do you think? What, what has he got? They have these shoes you can put heels in. <laughs> I'm fine with my size. Yeah. And it's uh, the drinking that might have to change. You no, know, look, if you have other problems and you have drinking problems, even if your other problems are bigger, you got to get sober. You got to okay. go. I think there's a, a Westeros 12 Steps program. <laughs> the 12 points. Yeah, go to yeah. the 12 points. 12 pointed the 12 barrel. The 12 pointed yeah. barrel. It's basically just avoid serving the, at the wall. Avoid the poppy seed. It's drinking all the different the drinks around Westeros <laughs> yeah. until you find it. Okay, well, all right. Thanks, you know. Doc. Hey. I'm Tyrion. Woo! What? Whoa, that's what? So Surprise. What? Oh. This whole time. That's weird. We got problems, y'all. Jeez. Well, I feel like that was really fun. Thanks, Doctor, for all your help. Yes, Cheers mm-hmm. to our My problems. Pleasure. Um, okay, I want to go now to Danny. That was and fun. thank you. I'm glad everybody had fun. Great. Um, Danny, now we sort of talked about this, Jock, um, when we were prepping for the show about how the show sort of rewards people 
the universe in this show rewards the people who they want with supernatural powers. Can you kind of talk about that? Because obviously if Cersei had dragons, she would not use them the way Danny is. Yes. Uh, I mean, she has one of probably one of the most, at least in the battlefield, one of the, uh, at one point it was almost an absolute power. It was like the uh, nuclear weapons of the, you know, Game of Thrones world. And she yeah, was like the sole bearer of it at one point. Um, so it was almost as if the world, the laws of nature, the higher powers and the Game of Thrones put her in a position like in a, of if she fulfilled her destiny to be the, the supreme leader. She was destined that way. Um, there is a sense of entitlement that comes along with that. And I think that one of her biggest battles psychologically has been sort of balancing that with being humble because there's times that she's made mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, and she's made good decisions. She's brought... Um, Tyrion along to and, and listened to him most of the time, or at least considered it. And so, um, but she is um, she is vulnerable, as we see, you know, when one of those dragons goes down. So yeah, that's like her supernatural power, but it's unchecked. Right. I mean, like, there's not a force that's you know can put right. her in place, I, I, sort of. If she was Cersei and she was to use these dragons the wrong right. way, we'd be in big trouble. Right. So I think that there's something sort of. The higher powers, whatever they are in the in the world of the Game of Thrones, is, is putting her rewarding in some ways that lineage. Somewhere there's somehow somewhere, not only does she have the power, but she has the sort of leadership qualities to be able to sort of wield that power. So she's mm-hmm. a very, um, you know, she has she's got good odds. She's also someone who she lost a child and as well as her husband, mm-hmm. but that made her become the mother of dragons. So she oh, puts yes. all of her maternal instinct into the dragons oh, yes. themselves, which is, is that healthy or is she just like a very fiery cat lady? Uh, well, you know, I think that's a good question. I think Jon Snow was questioning that himself. So we'll see. You know? <laughs> good I don't point. Know. Right. I don't know. What would be the? But that's a very good metaphorical, like it's it's sort of a transition there, mm-hmm. right? And I think yeah. definitely the writers are thinking about this one there. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, we talk about this every month. Um, what do you think is going to happen when Daenerys finds out that she is Jon Snow's aunt? Uh, I think uh, she's going to be aunt, down. Not she's not going to. She's going to. She's going to go. All, she doesn't care. I don't think she's going to care. You yeah, think I don't care? think so either. No, no. Something you said earlier when you were talking about incest was <laughs> uh, that there's different cultural, you know, beliefs. Right. right. And yeah. one of the things that I always bring up when everyone's like they shouldn't get together, even though they love the Lannisters together, weirdly. Mm-hmm. But uh, they say <laughs> well, you look at me when you say that. I I'm do, just saying. I do. I'll you take through a little stink eye. Targaryens. <laughs> Targaryens are like they're they're always marrying like in within the family. Mm-hmm. That's that's their tradition is to marry within the family. Mm. And granted, that kind of. That dilutes the bloodline a little bit, but now it's a little stronger on either side. So I mean, I think yeah, that verifies it. And you know, uh, true love does no boundaries. Uh, right? Yeah, no boundaries. Is that true? Exactly. No, that's definitely medical not true. opinion. Exactly. It's not true, but uh, I agree. Yeah. I've been saying that, that folks, every is from a show. Doctor. That's from a doctor. That's your from diagnosis from a is yeah. true love has no boundaries. <laughs> Just fall in love, and all your problems melt away. That's not, that's not, that's not <laughs> healthy. Why not? No, Why it's, not? Because then you're obsessed with falling in love. 
and then you—that's your biggest problem—is you feel like if once you find love, you'll be fulfilled, and that's not always the truth. Yes. What if my biggest problem is I'm seeking independence? <laughs> what, is this in person? Like, I'm just, I'm just saying. You? And then I fall in love, <laughs> and all of a sudden, my biggest problem is still is huge now. The, you, might, you might need to break up with someone. <laughs> that's what you're breaking up. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> I want steak and eggs and women. Listen, it's not you. I have a desire and for steak and eggs. You're just the salad I come home to. <laughs> oh, God. This has gotten so terrible. Get all of this. Just rewind and cut out the last five minutes. Just Please. fall in love. Everything will go away. It's no, going to be perfect. No. Okay. Please, just, no. don't do that. Speaking of love... I love him too. Um, So obviously his supernatural power is that he can come back from the dead and he can possibly be risen again in the future. He's destined to rule and live Mm. with Danny and be in love. Before we move on for just one second, I just want to say fall in love and all your problems will be solved is Sansa season one. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Just so you know, what happened to her? (laughs) Joffrey. Yeah. So anyways, Um, back to (laughs) Joffrey. John Snow. Again, don't listen to that part. John <laughs> Snow. <laughs> no. Uh, Love. Well, John, that that coming back to life. I mean, he's a product of a supernatural. That's not actually was his supernatural power, right? That was somebody. That was sure, but, but not everyone can just. He was. But, he was chosen. But he was chosen. Yeah. So that's, like, that's a lot of pressure. That's right. Right. So when you talk about like. Prophecy. His prophecies. I mean, he is a product of like destiny, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's interesting. You know, if it's kind of like, I mean, people have it happens to people in real life, right? They have a heart attack, they're dead, they get resuscitated, they come back, and they have a renewed sense of purpose. Um, his sense of purpose, I think, has become very solidified that he, you know, needs to become leader. I think he comes or, or whatever it is, but I think that it kind of touches upon. Something very interesting because he's got uh, Targaryen genetics, right? With mm-hmm. um, uh, with Stark values, right? Because he was very raised, noble, right? And so it's almost as if like the fact that he is a Targaryen and he may be in this sort of incestuous relationship, which is actually good for the Targaryens. It's almost and it's almost like that is that the problems that they had the Targaryens, that madness, the Mad King, whatever it was that led to that, is going to be injected with some. Good old Stark values. You yes. Know? And it's right. like the destiny, like the higher power is the God of the light or whatever wants that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's almost as if the next season is, it looks like it might be a good ending, you know? You don't know. A marriage a, with yeah. love. You also have. <laughs> so all your problems will go away. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that'll haunt my dreams tonight. I'm just going for these dreams of steak and eggs. And then, just like, and then Elmo pops up. Does it have just love? I'll never live that steak and eggs thing. I also want to bring what. up what Jon Snow is. <laughs> Jon Snow is kind of like, he had a long time. He was very sex negative. Like, he really... Was hated sex. He, you know he, where to right. put it. Yes. He was afraid. Of, he had a very you know like nothing. oath against it. <laughs> you know nothing. Uh, Definitely not. Uh, he was afraid. He was afraid of sex until it until he found Egret. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so he's coming out of a lot of shame. He still has some shame. Yes. Yeah. You know. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You guys are still I'm giggling. First. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Go to your steak and eggs you guys place. Brought him Go sex, to your... which he calls steak and eggs. Now he's confronting it for the first time. That's not what's happening. You are crying. <laughs> um. Just the way you, you, what was your egret impression again? Yeah, so <laughs> what was that? I will do that again. <laughs> you, you know nothing. You know nothing. You, you know nothing. Don't know. You know nothing. Don't know. No, Listen, it just <laughs> came to me. I wanted to say it that way. I can't control this. Yeah, it's... It all stems from my love <laughs> and steak and eggs. And uh, amen. The... I do have a question from someone in the chat for ooh, you. Ooh. Yes. Uh, asking about, uh, <laughs> asking no what, like, advice. what is the psychology of George R. R. Martin? And Augustus on our chat is asking that. Ooh, the writer of Game of Thrones, the books. Because you've got to remember, R. R. he's well, someone what's who. The, what's the psychology of. Uh, of the writer of these books who created this world, this fantastical world, for maybe even question. himself to live in. Right? Also creates p- characters that we love, <laughs> that he loves, that he kills off instantly. He kills his babies. I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, that's a wonderful question. Um, I'll, I'll kind of skirt around it because it's not good to say something about someone you haven't met. You know, <laughs> that's very gracious uh, of you. So that being said, I think that like when I watch episodes every time i see something there's a, a current affair that it relates to and i think that he has a very he's very insightful into human nature and it kind of just reminds me of like art in general like if you want to like accentuate something you like highlight it and every mm-hmm. time he's highlighting something it's sort of with like this like supernatural force and he's drawing upon certain characteristics i don't know how much I can get into like political things here, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, we brought political. up the idea that it's kind of global warming is involved, <laughs> you know. But basically, like, I'll, I'll say this about psychiatry um, you know, if you give somebody a diagnosis, you give them sort of you take away responsibility from them, Ooh. you know. So you say you blame them right. on the problem. So a lot of times, some people are just bad. Some people are just evil. And you can blame it on a psychological problem, but that's not like that doesn't mean there's a, a diagnosis. And there's a lot of people that he that we want to say that they have like, oh, they have some psychological problem. But there's a lot of things that he's making commentary on that like these things are bad. How is this happening in, in, in your real life? I think he's very uh, in tune to human nature. His right. psychology, although there's a lot of murder, it's making points. It's drawing lines and it's lit. It's m- making you move on to the next thing and it's making you think and i think it's very um it's 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 brilliant yeah and and maybe he's like uh taking his issues and problems with society and funneling them into art which is a healthy thing to do i love that Uh, yeah i mean i think all artists are you know a little troubled and so it's escapism like create Mm -hmm. a different world Mm -hmm. like we all do that it's a fantasy yes one last thing I want to say about Jon Snow is something that we had discussed about him just having a good heart and good instincts and taking risks and believing people will like that'll help him like succe- succeed and survive in this world. The fact that he does trust his instincts yes. and his gut because he always does, even when people are like, "Don't be honest," like, "Look what you cost us," especially in the finale mm-hmm. um, with Cersei. But it's like the fact that he always does trust his ex- instincts. I feel like he has been rewarded for that. I think most of the characters who have supernatural powers in this world. Well, does he always follow his instincts, though? Because he tends to not want to be the leader. He tends to Mm -hmm. not want 
to be the one to kind of lead the charge, but he's forced into it. He feels he's obligated to it. I feel like people just follow him, though. I yes. feel like he, he's never like, hey, follow me, put your hands up if you're going to follow me. He just goes and does whatever he thinks is the right thing to do. And, that's and then why people, people follow, follow him. him. That's exactly. why they do, because, <clears throat> I mean, who better can you trust someone in power or with power than someone who doesn't inherently want it? He's beautiful and he doesn't even know it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, one more character I want to talk about before we wrap up <laughs> is Bran being the three-eyed raven and being yeah. able to work. I mean, being able to see the past is huge. Like, he's basically the secret keeper. Like, the truest account of memories. Like, we probably don't all remember our memories as it really happened. Like, we remember it as we want to. Yeah. So the fact that he has, like, the truest account of memories, I think, is so powerful in this world, especially as we saw what happened to Littlefinger. I mean, when he was there. It's a damn shame. Mm. Mistrial of the century. <laughs> oh, God. So we went from, like, emo brand to, like, a wise old god now, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, he wasn't. We skipped. I feel like he's emo-y now. He's <laughs> totally emo. Imagine, what if, like, uh, what if a parent came to you with their kid and said, my kid went off on vacation. He came back. <laughs> Now he's touching trees all the time. <laughs> he's he's looking. He's saying he sees everything. He sees everything about my past, and he's never smiling. I put him on medications. Okay, cool, cool. And that's why you're a psychiatrist, and you're a psychologist. Boom. Yeah, man, it's got to be an incredible like burden. Right. Yeah, but obviously, like, he has, like we were mentioning, the resilience, that, like, that stark psychology. It's made right. Arya resilient. Right. It's made him mm-hmm. mentally resilient so he could handle this right. kind of power. So I, I think it goes back to that question that the, from the chat that, you know, George Martin is rewarding good values, you know, at least so far. And so, uh, like, he, and uh, again, somehow, whatever, the higher powers made it, so he lost his, he was supposed to be the a warrior, right? He was being trained, Bran, and he became, he lost all his physical sort of abilities to fight, and he was rewarded with maybe the highest form of power, which is supreme knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, sort of, again, destiny rewarding the Starks, and... Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and it's interesting. But it also feels like it also took away a piece of his soul. Like it feels like he's a different yeah, person. Yeah, he's kind mm-hmm. of emotionless. Kind of, Doesn't yeah. he have to be, though? Because when we're talking about like time loops and stuff, I mean, the only reason why he started dreaming about the Three-Head Raven was because he was in bed, because he was pushed out a window, and it all came full circle. It was almost meant to be, right? So it's almost like... Um, and also, he, he, had, really, he has no control over his destiny. Oh, he was yeah. meant to be a paraplegic. He was right. meant to be the Three-Head well, Raven. So, I mean, when you... Once you realize you don't have that much control over your own destiny, that everything is meant to happen. Right. Well, How some, does that, you know? I mean, it's, kind of, it's very zen. I mean, some you, you could say that about anybody. How much control do you have over your destiny? It's very zen. And it's like sort of that philosophy where the more you know, the more knowledge you gain, the more suffering that you're aware of. And right. you kind of have to be zen in, in some ways. I mean, he's being zen by kind of being emotionless. And we'll see where that goes. But he's also probably has a little PSD. He has like PTSD, PTSD yeah. from um, from creating Hordor. From like he knows Hordor. that's really when he kind of mm-hmm. went to this dark emo path is when he realized that Hordor is the way he is because of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of a huge sense of guilt there, and that maybe has made him sort of withdraw and right. isolate his emotions. Um, 
Well, we have to wrap up, unfortunately, but I want to say just mm. overall, like what we were talking about, the Starks having a good value system, it makes them be able to like confront challenges mm. with little emotional strife. Like they're good leaders, opposite of the Lannisters, who we talked about being like materialistic and like they obviously have an unhealthy value system that compromises like their peace of mind because all they want is power. Yeah. I mean, like you the said, split. You yeah. Know. I mean, they're they're like at opposite poles. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just in general, that was really cool. Overall, yeah. Thank, yeah. You. thank you, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. Yeah. This was very fun. This, this was deep. so deep. Such a good yeah. discussion. Mm-hmm. Where can the fans follow you on social media, Doctor Hyde Gungian? Uh, there's. Dr. Haig LA on what's my on Twitter. Yep, mm-hmm. awesome. So it's at Dr. Haig yeah, no LA. Yeah, is Dr. H A I G. Awesome. I hear some Tweet math him. with a knife coming uh, on. No. Can you teach yeah. us the psychology <laughs> of dancing? Uh, no. This is how I die <laughs> right now. Wait, can you interpret what's wrong with us by our dance moves? <laughs> what's wrong with yes. me, Doc? What's yes. wrong with me? <laughs> Speaking of dance moves, you can find me at MRDaveChild or DaveChild.com and watch me dance with my friend Chris Fleming on the Darling Side music video. It's you can find it on DaveChild.com or go to MR, at MRDaveChild on Twitter. Awesome. Where can uh, we find you, Ryan? We got to end this before the song ends in, in our poor I got to hear a new song. <laughs> I'm Ryan Lottie. You can find me at Ryan Lottie everywhere. And you can also check out a new series that I just did called My Dead X on Go90.com. Woo! I saw it. It's awesome and hilarious. So if you need a new show, go check go it out. Go binge it. Download binge Go90 it. for free. It's an app. I'm Kristen Elizabeth Snyder. Thanks so much for joining me. You can follow me at Cinematic Escape. You can join us next month. These shows, these off-season shows are once a month, the last Thursday of every month. So our next show is going to be April 26th. Mr. Dave Child's going to lead it. Yeah, it's going to be Best Fighters and Fights of uh, Game of Thrones. So we're going to fight about that. Yeah, we will. to discuss, because I definitely have an opinion about that. We got opinions. (laughs) All right, guys. Just remember... Fall in love. Yeah. It'll solve all your problems. You know nothing, John Snow. You know nothing. <laughs> we love you guys. Bye Thanks night. for tuning in. Have a great night. Same time, same place next month. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. You know nothing. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.